0: It's old, and it took a lot of work to, to make this a modern space. I believe it was built in the 1880s. That door, that's the underground.
1: The beer scene in Tacoma is thriving. Odd Otter is set in a spooky old building with a mysterious history, an abandoned underground, amazing beer, and a ghost, I'm sure of it. Breweries like Odd Otter are all connected via free light rail, so you can go to every brewery without spending a dime. Usually the Cycling Cicero advocates for using a bike to do this, but damn it if you can't beat that convenience. This is Washington Beer Talk, and I'm your host, the Cycling Cicero.
0: I'm Carolyn, Uh, I'm the assistant manager. I also manage social media and events here, so I do all of the event planning. I'm the person behind Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the stuff, and then I bartend. So a group of friends, just one of them really wanted a beer that they tasted somewhere else in another country, and this is where we started. We've been here for three, almost three and a half years. Um, We were a Kickstarter campaign. The goal was originally 15000 We exceeded it, um, got 19000 We have five owners. Three of them are active military, veteran, or Army National Guard. And then we have three veteran bartenders as well, including myself, so we are veteran uh, military friendly. We are 15% off all the time for military veterans, first responders, and their spouses. So that's kind of like the fabric of, of Odd Otter.
1: How did the name Odd Otter come to be?
0: So when you have five different people coming together to build something. You have different personalities, right? Some of them are a little odd. So that's part of it. The other part is that we wanted to stay true to the Pacific Northwest with a super cute creature like the otter. Everybody loves otters. And then we also kind of like to push the limits on the beers that we make. They're all a little different. We have a watermelon hefeweizen that when you think of a watermelon half you think it's super sweet and ours is not. Like it's crisp and kind of like sunshine in the glass. It's like summer. It says summer. So that's our number one seller. It's one of those things where people hear watermelon and they think, ooh, super sweet, like a Jolly Rancher. And I don't think that hits you in in the palate like a Jolly Rancher. A little more subtle. Does
1: it have real watermelon in it?
0: It does not. That would be really tricky, to have a consistent flavor all the time because no two watermelons ever taste the same. So if I were to have this batch of watermelon that came from this watermelon patch or <laughs> watermelon patch, that would taste different than the one I had last season. And if we want it to taste the same all the time for the people that love that beer, you kind of have to stretch things a little.
1: Sounds like you guys take consistency and quality pretty seriously.
0: Very seriously. Our brewer is he has refined and fine-tuned everything from when we began. So when you first start a brewery, you have some recipes, but then you kind of figure out like, maybe this will taste a little better or maybe that'll taste better. And we've really gotten to the point where he's dialed in those flavors and he's really brought some of our beers from a higher ABV down to a lower and they're just outstanding. Our Screeching Otter double IPA, which I believe is your second beer there. That is the gold medal winning double IPA at the Washington Brewers Festival last summer. And when we first started, it was probably like 11, 12%. It was pretty high. And he's like brought it back down with like super great flavor, but not the alcohol content.
1: Is this brewer a new guy? Did he come in and change everything up or is he one of the OG?
0: He's not an OG. Um, So how we met Greer, Greer Hubbard is our brewer. Original brewer is Owen McGrain. He's one of the owners. And then from Owen, we had Jim. Jim was an awesome guy, but Jim moved on. And we met... Greer at the Taste of Tacoma a couple summers ago, so they have a nice little beer garden wine garden Super fun, and it was me and at the time another manager And we had some pretty hefty kegs at the end of the night that had to be moved So we're like hey Greer he was with a different brewery at the time Can you help us lift these kegs? And so Greer helped us lift these kegs and then a few months later lo and behold Greg came our brewer and and it's been ours for uh, over two years so this is our oddly foggy, hazy IPA, so we kind of jumped on that that bandwagon with of the course. hazy IPAs. We have a hazy IPA, and last week we um, infused it with some pineapple. Sometimes we do a, what we call a Sunday Funday keg, and so we'll just one-off a keg for Sundays, and that was our latest. This one here is Barley's Wine, Barley Wine. So that's a Barley Wine beer.
1: Where's the uh, otter pun in this one?
0: That was actually our assistant brewer. His dog was named Barley and so we named it after his dog. And then this is Scotchy McAtter Pants and that's our Scotch Ale. We do some different barrel aged things. There's the Barley wine, we do bourbon, we do um, a rye. It's all with our Comrade, which is our Imperial Chocolate Stout. And then we do some fermented with Brett. Um, we've had some really good ones. And that's part of the, the opening space next door too is that we'll have more space to experiment with the barrel aged stuff because people really love it. So my favorite beer <laughs> is probably um, our Otzel Quatzel Pale Ale, which is made with mosaic hops. It's just a super easy beer to drink. If I'm gonna fill a growler for anyone, whether I know if they like beer or not, that's the one I give them. And more often than not, they want more. Aside from the Screeching Otter Double IPA, because that one's just, I don't think you can lose with that one but not everybody likes IPAs, and if you say IPA to someone that's not an IPA drinker, yeah, but sometimes with our single IPA, I tell people like when we're at a festival, if you like our double, we make a damn fine single. I do make baked goods with the Comrade Otters Imperial Chocolate Stout though. So I've been known to treat the staff to cupcakes and brownies. Stout is amazing. We make a Mama Otter's pancake porter and a Papa Otter's bacon porter, and they come out on Valentine's Day because they love each other. Um, and I, um, I've been known to make a candied bacon with the pancake porter. So you just add a little brown sugar to it and then baste your bacon as you're cooking it. Um, and I've also made cupcakes with the pancake porter. Versatile.
1: What's your favorite beer of all time, though? Not uh, here from Otter.
0: Not, I lived in Germany for two and a half years, so I had a lot of really great beers over there. There was, and this is before I really got into beer, so I probably can't even tell you who made it. They sell it in stores, it's super popular. But it introduced me to like an apricot wheat. And so I'm from Pennsylvania, and there's a brewery in State College, Pennsylvania, where I went to college at Penn State. It's called Otto's, and they make an apricot wheat. That's kind of similar, but. It really reminds me of like a really delicious wheat beer. It's not super fruity. It's just kind of like mild, not super sweet. Um, But I would say like Otto's is pretty close to the one that I can't name. That's from like, no, it's actually from upstate New York. Um, But Germany introduced me to wheat beers. That was a little roundabout way of saying Mm. that I like wheat beers. But so I really love our Hefeweizen. Um, But probably all time favorite is, is like an apricot wheat. And I know you asked earlier about the artwork too. Talk
1: about that. So we're looking at a bunch of otter-related takes on classic pieces.
0: Exactly. Those came from one of our regulars. Her name is Amy Constantino. You can find her on Instagram as woohooAmy, and she has taken classic pieces like Norman Rockwell, and um, we have like The Scream and Frankenstein. We have we have Mona Lisa but it's Otter Lisa. And we've got, the Venus is the very last one that she made for us. She did do um, an Otter Van Gogh as a charity piece that we raffled off at one of our charity functions. But she makes these pieces for us and then we sell them online. So not originals, of course, because we can't part with those. So Amy created those for us. And then in our bathroom, we have two murals. The top mural was created by uh, Christina Venus. She was the one who made our, our logo. And then the bottom one, the super fun otter swimming around, that was made by Amy. So we've got two different pieces in the, in the art bathroom. We are super big supporters of local art. We have art every Monday night, we do live music. Um, every other Friday, we have either comedy or live music. Tonight, we have open mic. And then earlier today, we had kid karaoke. It's awesome, I selfishly established it for my child. We do karaoke here every Tuesday and Thursday night. But of course, it's past her bedtime. And so I got really tired of having to say like, no, you're not coming here at nine o'clock at night to sing Lady Gaga, so (laughs) we will do something else. And so, oh my God, a year ago in March, I thought, okay, let's try this. And we had a crowd out the door and it was insane. And so we've kind of got this following where sometimes we'll have like people we've never seen, but now it's become like, we have people driving up from Tumwater in Olympia um, out in Bonnie Lake. We have people coming from all over to let their kids just kind of like take the mic and sing and they sit back and have a beer, eat some pizza, whatever. It's so fun and these kids, when you first see them, you're like, oh, are they gonna do this? And then the other kids will get behind them and you have like two year olds that sing like a Frozen song or they, we've had the ABCs sung here. So it's just like, it's super cool and the parents are like videoing the stuff and. It's awesome. So super empowering for the little ones. So once upon a time, this was a headquarters for international harvesters. So that crest that you see behind the bar, the IH, that's for international harvesters. It was also a dance hall for soldiers and sailors during World War I. And then during World War II, if you guys want, we can take a, a trip up the spiral staircase. That was the African-American USO ballroom during World War II. And so you can still see the Army um, crests on the pillars up there. Being a veteran-owned and operated business, this place is a a really cool space for us.
1: Well, should we go upstairs then and take a look? Yeah. And
0: then we'll come back and I'll show you the the underground.
1: Yeah. Ancient building with ties to World War II. Old African-American USO ballroom joining abandoned underground and burned-down hookah lounge. Evidence is mounting for a good old-fashioned brewery haunting.
0: It's part of our history. Something just dripped on my head. Old space. All right, we're going to have to climb over.
1: All right. Now we're getting getting risky.
0: I think they had to zip tie it so that we we wouldn't, uh, yeah, they were undoing it.
1: Oh yeah, this is an attractive nuisance for sure.
0: Right down here, this was a hookah lounge, but the hookah lounge caught on fire. So it's been under construction for quite a while. So our once lovely space where we did yoga is now covered in drywall dust. But you can still see on the the pillars here, the army insignia. So that's a super cool thing. We've had a couple of uh, military folks like get married up here. They didn't mind the mess at all, like, kind of did their thing. Yeah. And then our landlord owns Johnson Cox printing, which this is like the typesetting machine. These are old trays with all of the letters. All of these are just different pieces that you would see on you know, like a newspaper yeah. back in the day. It's part of our history. I'll take you to the underground. So watch your step. It's uh, It can be tricky. And then this, don't mind the mess, but this is the underground. Ooh. And so you can, you smell it, um, but you can see there's an old bar back here. The thought is that it was a speakeasy.
1: Is the little stall, there? There?
0: It's kind of creepy, but you've got water that runs down this wall. So you've got the old bricks, um, the scaffolding.
1: Wait, is this, so you said this is supporting it up there? Yes. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> so if you look, it's all the way up on those beams. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't like lower this or touch it. Yeah, anything. don't mess with it. The... Yeah, just just let it go. <laughs> oh it? Yeah.
1: Look at this, and of course, you know, like everywhere they have underground, there's always one of these gears.
0: These are our founders' mugs. So if there are any any founders listening, we have them. The things you find. It's part of our history.
1: So tell me about beer fests.
0: I think it's challenging whenever um, small places like us go to festivals where, um, so there are some festivals where um, the top 20 token collectors get in automatically. So the rest of you are in a lottery system and so they'll pull your name from a hat. You could be a really awesome brewery, but you're a small brewery. And I'm not just speaking about us, but there are small breweries all across the state that might not get into a great big festival because they can't stack up next to Elysian or next to some other big brewery. And so when you go to some of these festivals and you might have some gold medal winning beers, but you have Budweiser now owned and operated big names, you might be stuck next to a booth with Mac and Jacks or with Elysian and people know those names. They don't necessarily know you. And so you might lose out. You're not as well known and you're not as big. We're still small and we're okay with that. We hope to grow and and get bigger, and um, people make business moves for different reasons. So Wednesday the 16th, we have a special trivia night that benefits the Pierce County YWCA. 10% of the sales from that evening will go towards the YWCA, and it's gonna be a a women-themed trivia night, and then we'll also be selling raffle tickets throughout the month, and then at the end of the month, we're gonna draw for um, two tickets to the Rainier's Game. So um, that's kind of a cool thing coming up. We do paint and paints and pints every month. We do a vinyl night the last Sunday of every month. We encourage folks to come in with their own vinyl records and then we just kind of put them in the lineup and spin records and drink beer and and have a really good time. Do
1: you do anything with Pink Boots ever?
0: We do, Um, we just brewed with Pacific Hosted this year, so we were part of that. Um, Last year, Dystopian Hosted, so we we brewed with them last year and um, we're super um, involved in promoting pink boots um, on all social media platforms as well. So yes, yeah. Did so you play around with the brewing when it's pink boots time? I did. I was there. Um, I was there this time. I was there last time. Um, I imagine I'll, I'll be there next time. So it's lots of fun. Right. Spread the cheer of craft beer.
1: Thank you so much to Carolyn and Odd Otter Brewery. It was a pleasure coming down here to visit. Next time you're in Tacoma, make sure you hit them up. Check out some of their super cute swag. And good luck with that ghost. If you want to hear more episodes of Washington Beer Talk, then go to cyclingcicerone.com. They're all up there. You can also find them wherever you get your podcasts, like Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Do you know a brewery that wants to be on Washington Beer Talk? Then go to cyclingcicerone.com and contact me. We'll talk. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please leave a rating. Go back to Facebook and comment and like. The best way to support the Cycling Cicerone is to get on your bike and drink. Please bike and drink responsibly. Oh, look at that. Your grain mill is drill-powered, just like mine.
0: (laughs) We're super high-tech.